from Big D. You found me, Larkin, Texas, here with you today. I guess today is June 23rd, 2020. Remember, 2 to 3 Central time each and every week now, Larkin, Texas. 2 to 3 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays on Republic Broadcasting Network. RepublicBroadcasting.org. Remember, Archives are free to access at that website. You can catch up. You can also participate in our chat room. And that address is alarkintexas.chatango.com. That's the letter A as in Apple, larkintexas.chatango.com. And you'll see already... Myself and five others are in the chat room, and it's a good place to be because you can uh, rendezvous with people who have been suffering through the sounds emanating from Larkin, Texas for several years, and they're generally a pretty friendly lot, and so I would encourage you to join in. If you recall... Last week, we touched upon my new website. Remember, that address is tinyurl.com forward slash Larkin, Texas. Tinyurl forward slash, excuse me, tinyurl.com forward slash Larkin, Texas. And what I advised is if for y'all to read the first entry at that website entitled Trust Your Gut. In fact, I shared it with you all last time we were here, last Thursday. And take it from there. Go back to the homepage, scroll all the way to the bottom, and look for the entry with an asterisk entitled On Communitarianism, Collected Musings, April 2020. And that is a five-minute read. And I shared portions of that with you just to get you started, to give you a foretaste of what's available, 
there. I also shared with you some readings from uh, The Anatomy of Slave Speak, copyrighted by Frederick Mann in 1997. And you can find a good, clean copy of that, which is shared by permission, at climateviewer.com. Again, the anatomy of slave speak or the anatomy of political slave speak. So I'm going to touch upon those things where we left off last week. But after the first break, I'm also going to share with you a bit of surprise. And this is a uh, something that's already been linked to from the chat room. And this is a uh, just a brief segment from a live stream over in Ireland. And then we're going to comment upon that. And then I'm going to share with you some thoughts from others within my small circle about that particular live stream. And then, of course, I'd like to invite y'all's uh, response. I'd like to get your input, too. Remember, you can always call into this broadcast. This is talk radio, after all. That number is 1-800-313-9443. Again, 1-800-313-9443. And contrary to the way I used to organize my broadcasts when I was on RBN back in 2011 and 2012. I'm not going to give each of these broadcasts a title beyond simply Larkin, Texas, because hopefully that'll just be something that you can remember that's easy. And hence, the new web address is simply tinyurl.com forward slash Larkin, Texas. Now, once there is a... significant enough uh, of a dialogue then I would like to do some more things with the broadcast I just want to share that with y'all but always bear in mind that I am not much of a technology buff I'm rather a technophobe in fact and that's perhaps a failing on my part I don't think that I'm a very good uh, speaker I don't think I'm very smart, and, uh, and I say that because compared to what I don't know, as compared to what I think I know, I don't know very much at all, and uh, we'll touch upon that in just a little bit here. The is, is that I rather think that you have something to add that is worthwhile and I'm sure you could school me on something I don't know. Witness my reference to Joe in Alaska, a voice who's uh, I've never heard before on RPN. And uh, we talked about my reading of Trust Your Gut. And I spoke to instinct and intuition as being guiding lights, as being more hardwired into who we are as individuals than anything approximating modern language. 
But Joe brought reference to something that he called second sight and to the pineal gland and how many of us have had our pineal glands calcified because of the fluoride in the water supply. And many people on this network over the years have spoken about the dangers of fluoridation of the water. And uh, we have to ask ourselves, uh, you know, why, why is, the, is, the, uh, is the poison still in our water system? I remember uh, a few years ago, I read about some referendum or some local initiative to ban the use of fluoride because they were thinking about introducing it to the Portland, Oregon water system because it was one of the last uh, American cities of any size that had not yet fluoridated their water. And I have to tell you, I used to live in Portland, Oregon for about a year back in the early 80s. And I remember then thinking, wow, this is the best tasting water I've tasted since I lived in Okinawa, Japan back in the early to mid-60s. And I said to myself, why would these people want to spoil this water? And uh, they did. They, they were against it, and then they were for it because of some kind of political machinations which forced the citizenry of Portland, Oregon to accept the fluoridation of their water supply. You know, the water coming from their taps. Heck, people in Texas have known for many years that the water tasted like hell down here. And I always think that that's rather why Dr. Pepper became the beverage of choice for so many years in Texas because, of course, Dr. Pepper was formulated by a pharmacist in Waco, Texas, way back when. And I guess it was uh, made with prunes. And... uh so when the rest of the country was drinking uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola, well, by golly, down here in Texas, it was Dr. Pepper. And so if you weren't drinking Dr. Pepper, you were drinking tea. And that would be sweet tea because, after all, that would somehow mask the, the flavor of this water. So there you have it. Generations of people now have been poisoned by this fluoride. And now the folks in Portland, Oregon are poisoned by it too. So one has to wonder if this has caused the Antifa folks and the ordinarily rather left-leaning people of Portland, Oregon to, uh, you know, riot in the streets and uh, act a fool, as we might say down here. Just have to, just have to wonder. And so, anyway, I am rather fond of people who are talking about something beyond 
the news of the day because, as you know, I'm not big on the current events. I, I keep up with them. You know, it's really for amusement purposes more than anything else because there's a lot of amusement out there. And uh, I maintain that anything that comes across the mainstream media pathways, be it your television or your radio, and today 90% of really what passes for alternative media as well, this is really all just um, agitprop, folks. I don't know if you're familiar with that word. You can look it up. Agitprop. It, it comes from two words. It's styled a so-called uh, neologism or a portmanteau. It's a, it's a new word that was coined during the time of the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, soon after the turn of the 20th century. And it comes from the words agitation and propaganda. Agitation is that which appeals to emotion, pushes your buttons. And propaganda is that which appeals to the mind. So we're going to touch a little bit about upon that just a little bit more today, too. And, uh, you know, we could always talk about the Hegelian dialectic, so-called, and what exactly is that, and how it is that the Hegelian dialectic works uh, interpersonally as well as intrapersonally upon your mind and uh, rather performs as a Jedi mind trick more often than not. But it's sort of like cognitive dissonance. You know, that uncomfortable sensation of sensing that there are two or more paths to go by in your thinking. One doesn't seem any worse or better than the other. This is, this is cognitive dissonance, and it's something that is it's a, it's a common human trait. We all experience cognitive dissonance. But what a lot of us don't realize is that this phenomenon styled the Hegelian dialectic, well, see, this works not just externally of your mind, but also internally, within your mind. And bear in mind, these are things that play out every day. Sort of like my mama used to say, you know, you have to uh, appeal to your better angels, Lark. You know, you've got, you know, the, you got the good angel on one shoulder and you've got that other angel on the other shoulder and they're both whispering in your ear uh, which of the two angels are you going to listen to over the other and what will guide your actions the movement of your eyes the movement of your mouth movement of your arms your body your legs your feet What side will win? Which is your better angels that you'll be listening to today? And so, uh, I know y'all have heard that expression. The devil made me do it. Oh, the devil made me do it. 
And I have to tell you, this is something that I would say to myself for many years as I was maturing in this plane of existence we call life. I was fun-loving. I was success-driven. I wanted to be well-liked. My job was to be that class clown that I was in grade school, in high school. But as you know, class clowns, from your own experience, you either loved them or you hated them very often. Generally, these were people that had big mouths. And they like to shoot their mouths off quite a lot. Well, I used to be that kind of a guy. But see, I thought I was doing something good in this world. I thought I was bringing joy. I thought I was, well, I thought I was funny. I thought I was clever. And a lot of people just were not in the space to deal with somebody that just wanted to make a lot of noise every time he entered into a room. Now, just before the broadcast, I went to take a walk outside. And I want you to know it's a misty day, somewhat overcast day here in Richardson, Texas, just north of Dallas. And as I was approaching the gate my backyard I saw a bird and I wish I'd had the ability to take a picture of the bird because the bird was not alarmed that I was within three feet of the bird the bird was perched near the edge of the gate and the gate is overgrown with grapevine such that I have to be careful that when I close the gate it is closed properly And, uh, but the bird wasn't uh, scared. And I realized the bird was wounded. We'll be back. Well, the world Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Extend your life with Extendovite. Extendovite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Nikki, great product. 
have to try it for a few months to see results. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I have noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from carpal tunnel. I will continue to buy the product. Ken Peaks, five out of five stars. Works as advertised. This formula is very powerful. Be careful to follow directions. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure has stabilized and my lower edema has reduced. Lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. Thank you. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. gentlemen Larkin Texas here nice downcast somewhat misty day here in Richardson Texas before the break I was telling you all about my friend the bird that I encountered near the gate well the bird just so you know let me know everything was cool sauntered aside to let me through the gate and uh, last time I checked, after walking across the yard, the bird is no longer there. Although, I want to say, after the broadcast today, I'm going to check on the bird and see see if it made its way uh, back to doing whatever birds do. I also want to report that I finally realized that I'm going to have to have some real communication happening with my garden and the plants in the garden. And that was a good revelation for me to chance upon today because, you know, the the plants always kind of let me know how it is that uh, I'm treating them. 
And uh, so I'm learning a lot about uh, gardening just by kind of watching and listening to what the plants have to say. And uh, I'll report more about that after I see some uh, real results from this garden. Now, just a reminder, y'all can join us in the chat room. That's alarkintexas.chatango.com. And I guess we've got seven people in there now. Shout out to uh, 81 Prophet, Mer Bailey, Teresa Whiteley, Zadimam One, and some Anons. Thanks, thanks you all for showing up. So anyway, I thought, uh, you know, since SARBN is the network of real news, real talk, real people, I'm going to share with you all what I kind of think is news. And it starts with a YouTube title, Grandstream, colon, Fiona Marie Flanagan. I'm sure the link's in the chat room. Grandstream, Fiona Marie Flanagan. Now, in my world, that was news. And uh, a couple of my friends sent me this uh, this uh, in an email. And then, as it turned out, there was some dialogue surrounding this live stream on video of recent between Rowan of the Grandstream channel and Fiona Marie Flanagan. And this is from Ireland, y'all. And so I know our super duper Cracker Jock producer, Julie, has this all queued up. So let's listen in, beginning in about the 845 mark to uh, Miss Fiona Marie Flanagan in Ireland. Go ahead, Julie. Just a comment on what you've you've read or you've discussed, Rowan. I can't leave it without a comment. I believe we have no Irish government anymore. Not a government as we would understand it or as we would have wanted it. I believe Ireland is under effective global governance. So, you know, to my mind, Leo and co are mere sort of cardboard cutouts. They they have no power. They don't do anything of their own accord. And they are completely um, manipulated and orchestrated by the system of global governance, which I now believe is in place. And that's what I'm going to discuss this evening. OK, so can I can, will I get going? Rowan? Can I just sort of. Discuss, yeah. Just a couple of quick shout outs there and I'll let, I'll let you go away. Just a quick shout out to those that are watching and they will pay attention. Alice, I'll get back to you as soon as I have that information. Sandra and Eamon, those of you in the live chat, Sandra D and Eamon, I won't say your second name. Check your email. Uh, that has been rectified for you straight away. Uh, and sorry, thanks, Fiona. I'll let you go in there because my camera's playing up again. Take us away, Fiona. Okay. Um, so hopefully you can hear me and hopefully it might, the delay isn't too much. So today I wanted to discuss with you something that I've been piecing together for my understanding. And hopefully what I share to you this evening will help you guys as well. Now, a lot of it you already know. 
um, and many of you may even know more than me on this, but I'm hoping that when, when it's pieced together that you can start to identify what's going on and not be duped by it, not that you have been, but at least it should be more it's structurally more coherent. And it's on the subject of communitarian communitarianism. Rowan did get the pronunciation correctly. It's a mouthful. Now, it's a philosophy and it's a political ideology, which you did, you did, which actually it's the implementation, if you like, of Agenda 2030, otherwise known as the Sustainable Development Goals, otherwise known as the Great Reset that we spoke about last week, otherwise known as Global Governance, otherwise known as the New World Order. So all of these uh, initiatives or agenda items are based on this ideology of communitarianism, okay? So think about it as it sort of brings together the isms in communism and capitalism. So that's when I said that the, the ultimate end game is not to have communism or capitalism per se, it's to have a kind of a system of communism with crony capitalism, you know, at the back. So we will still have the neoliberal economic uh, system in place, but the rest of us will be sort of pushed down to the bottom on our, on our sort of universal basic income. But the system and the ideology will be communitarian and it's uh, it was a shock to me because it is it has permeated into the public consciousness over the last 10 years. But for me, it's been subliminal. Like I say, for many of you, you may, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that means, but I most certainly didn't. And communitarianism prioritizes the rights of a group over the rights of individuals. So I've, I've mentioned this before, but I will elaborate on it today. So therefore the courts will rule against an individual in favor of a self-defined group. Okay, now, you, in other words, this group will be the common good or it will be the group of global governance or the group that global governance favors. And think about this group as requiring a hive mind. So I know you guys will know the Borg and the hive mind. Everyone thinks the same. Everyone is in unison. Everyone agrees with the same things. Nobody deviates from group think or group speak. And if you do, and I will elaborate upon this, anyone who doesn't align with this hive mind is automatically considered far right. And that's how the thinking goes. And the hive mind is encompasses everything. And I will go into all the different groups this complete hive mind brings together. But they Okay, we can we can we can end it there, Julie. So there's just a little snippet from a conversation occurring over in Ireland, y'all. Too bad we don't have enough of those conversations here in uh, the States, in uh, Big D, in Richardson. But who knows, that, that might all change. So remember, you can listen to this yourself on YouTube. Just do a keyword search, Grand Stream Fiona Marie Flanagan. Now I'm going to share with you all some comments 
from uh, an email thread that might be helpful for those of you who do not realize there is such a thing called communitarianism. There is such a thing as its concomitant communitarian law. And remember what Fiona said, there is no more government in Ireland. Right out of the box. She had it right. So the first comment. Fiona gives an excellent description. My comments. She calls communitarianism a philosophy. I don't agree with that. I wouldn't give them that foundation of legitimacy. It's cult thinking that becomes a sociological experiment in practice. The beehive concept hits the bullseye. I remember way back on the internet, there were people who were trying to get people to go along with collective thought and action. Things like at exactly 11, 11 minutes, say, or say at 11 o'clock, say prayer for the world. That's just an example. But they even talked about their theory that if they could get everybody to think the same thing at the same moment, it could happen. Parenthetically is added magical thinking. Recently, I watched a video of a protest in which the thought leader had a bullhorn. Sort of like this fellow up in um, Seattle on Capitol Hill. Remember, I used to live mere two or three blocks from that same location. He would say something and his zombies would repeat what he said. And it was an amazing sight to me, even though I've seen that a lot at Democrat rallies and such. But that particular rally was stunning because the protesters were all young and they were all lined up, loosely military style, which brings me to the next point. This is soft militarization of the society. The sergeant says, Green Deal, and everybody repeats, Green Deal. If they don't, they are drummed out of the corps. How well do you follow orders? Communitarians are soul stealers. They are a cult. We should be looking at materials on how to break cult thinking. So then we had this comment. Same email thread. Funny, your description of a cult of communitarianism fits perfectly well with modern constitutionalists as well. What is the Constitution but a sociological experiment in practice? Those who defend it will, of course, insist it's a philosophy as well. Nothing new here. If you want to know what communitarianism will look like, you need to look at the current historical narrative they are pushing to justify its implementation. Every country has its history, such as the revolution, founding father nonsense in America, and every historian knows history is written by the victors and promoted by their own bloodline propped up in perpetual nepotistic rule. Without the embellished false history of the United States, there would simply be no United States. Without the story of the kings of Europe, there would be no kings or queen. The history is everything to they that claim rulership. Trump is president because George Washington was president. There is no other reason but, of course, ignorance of history. A false narrative designed only to justify the false legitimacy of all presidents since. 
which just happened to all be cousins of the queen, the kings of Europe. Ah, the beautiful lie of independence. So what is the history being promoted now? In other words, what is the reason for turning us to communitarianism? Because I assure you, they know this too, them that wish to rule globally all nations. Better to fight the events of today when they are happening before they turn into a history that is forced onto children in public schools as they pledge allegiance to a flag, you know, like in the United States. It will be the historical purpose behind communitarianism for future generations that will be the single thread that holds that system together. Those who rule will rule exactly how those today in the United States do by quoting the Constitution completely out of context and referencing the history of the nation and its former illegitimate presidents, senators, and judicial fiends. Take away his history, and a ruler has nothing but despotism and force to unfold his legitimacy. Forget the minutia of details. Attack the false history, the false facts, that justifies the details. History is the real war field. Just so silly me, I waited a few days and I thought, okay, maybe I'll bite and I'll contribute to this thread myself. And so I began. So, what exactly is a communitarian? Why, a communitarian is nothing more than a friggin' idiot. And then I reference the entry for that word idiot from the Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. So here I'm saying a communitarian is nothing more than a friggin' idiot. An idiot is a member of a large and powerful tribe whose influence in human affairs has always been dominant and controlling. The idiot's activity is not confined to any special field of thought or action, but pervades and regulates the whole. He has the last word in everything. His decision is unappealable. He sets the fashions of opinion and taste dictates the limitations of speech and circumscribes conduct with the devil, with a deadline. The devil, you say, the devil made me do it. Which of those angels on your shoulder will you answer to today? The better angels or that other angel? You know, the fallen angel. Now, just a word about the Devil's Dictionary. It was begun in a weekly newspaper in 1881 and was continued in a desultory way and at long intervals until 1906. In that year, a large part of it was published in covers with the title, The Cynic's Word Book a name which the author had not the power to reject nor the happiness to approve. To quote the publishers of the present work, 
This more reverent title had previously been forced upon him by the religious scruples of the last newspaper in which a part of the work had appeared, with the natural consequence that when it came out in covers, the country already had been flooded by its imitators with a score of quote-unquote cynic books. The cynics this, the cynics that, and the cynics t'other. Most of these books were merely stupid, though some of them added the distinction of silliness. Among them, they brought the word cynic into disfavor so deep that any book bearing it was discredited in advance of publication. Meantime, too, some of the enterprising humorists of the country had helped themselves to such parts of the work as served their needs, and many of its definitions, anecdotes, phrases, and so forth had become more or less current in popular speech. This explanation is made not with any pride of priority in trifles, but in simple denial of possible charges of plagiarism, which is no trifle. In merely resuming his own, the author hopes to be held guiltless by those to whom the work is addressed. Enlightened souls who prefer dry wines to sweet, sense to sentiment, wit to humor, and clean English to slang. A conspicuous and it is hoped not unpleasant feature of the book is its abundant illustrative quotations from eminent poets, chief of whom is that learned and ingenious cleric, Father Gasalaska Jappe, whose lines bear his initials. To Father Jappe's kindly encouragement and assistance, the author of the prose text is greatly indented. So remember, the Devil's Dictionary is a satirical dictionary written by American Civil War soldier, journalist, and writer Ambrose Bierst, consisting of common words followed by humorous and satirical definitions. The lexicon was written over three decades as a series of installments for magazines and newspapers. Bierst's witty definitions were imitated and plagiarized for years before he gathered them into books, first as the Cynic's Word Book in 1906, and then in a more complete version as the Devil's Dictionary in 1911. Initial reception of the book versions was mixed. In the decades following, however, the stature of the Devil's Dictionary grew. It has been widely quoted, frequently translated, and often imitated, earning a global reputation. In the 1970s, the Devil's Dictionary was named as one of the hundreds greatest masterpieces of American literature by the American Revolution Bicentennial Administration. It has been called Howlingly Funny, and Wall Street Journal columnist Jason Zweig wrote that the Devil's Dictionary is probably the most brilliant work of satire written in America, and maybe one of the greatest in all of world literature. So then I included some biographical notes of, of on Ambrose Bierce. It must be said, in December 1913, Ambrose Bierce traveled to Chihuahua, Mexico to gain first-hand experience of the Mexican Revolution. 
He disappeared and was rumored to be traveling with rebel troops. He was never seen again. Next, a quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. The first step of the courageous individual is not to take part in the lie, the we. One word of truth outweighs the world. Now, my reference to we is not original to me. It was an abridged quote when I first encountered it some years ago. The lie was replaced by the capital W-E, we. And I thought, well, this is telling. So I immediately struck upon we, the novel, written by a Russian freethinker, a nonconformist of sorts, by the name of Yevgeny Yavyatin, Yevgeny Zamyatin, which just happened to be the title of his book, written in 1921, but not published until years later in New York, because it was immediately banned in Russia of 1921. We, the novel. And I would, less, I would recommend you all check it out. What was that about? Type in your search engine the keyword WE, W-E, in parentheses, novel. Because this was a dystopian novel. And there you can read a synopsis of this book, perhaps why it was banned for so long in the Soviet Union, which was the world in Russia made new by 1921 in the aftermath of the Bolshevik Revolution. We directly inspired Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, 1932, disputed by Huxley, by the way, Ayn Rand's Anthem, 1938, George Orwell's 1984, 1949, Kurt Vonnegut's Player Piano, 1952, William F. Nolan and George Clayton Johnson's Logan's Run, 1967, Ursula K. Ligon's The Dispossessed, 1974, and Vladimir Nabokov's Invitation to a Beheading, 1935-1936. So then, I provide something entitled Overview of Corn Pone Opinions by Mark Twain, which begins with this quote from Corn Pone Opinions by Mark Twain. You tell me where a man gets his corn pone, and I'll tell you what his opinions is. We all do no end of feeling, and we mistake it for thinking. And out of it, we get an aggregation which we consider a boon. 
something that's of benefit to us, a boon, B-O-O-N. Its name is capitalized public opinion. It is held in reverence. It settles everything. Some think it the also capped voice of God, perhaps. I suppose that in more cases than we should like to admit, we have two sets of opinions, one private, the other public, one secret and sincere, the other cornpone, and more or less tainted. Written in 1901, Mark Twain's Cornpone Opinions was first published in 1923 in Europe and elsewhere, edited by Albert Bigelow Payne, which morphed into Harper and Brothers. And then I provide a link to something that you too can read to something entitled The New Class, an analysis of the communist system written in 1957 by Milovan Dzilic. You can find this same link at my old chat room address, which is just an American, J-U-S-T-A, N as in Nancy, U-M as in Mary, E-R-I-C-A-N, chatango.com and we'll pick up on this after the break well the world Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? 
How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. segment remember y'all the new class and analysis of the communist system the roots of modern communism reach back very far although they were dormant before the development of modern industry in western europe communism's basic ideas are the primacy of matter and the reality of change Ideas borrowed from thinkers of the period just before the inception of communism. As communism endures and gains strength, these basic ideas play a less and less important role. And finally, I make a reference to Diogenes, the cynic. Diogenes of Sinope. The art of being a slave is to rule one's master. I know nothing except the fact of my ignorance, and he has the most who is content with the least. Just so you all know, we're still working on Nikki. We're not going to rush her. She'll be with us eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later. With that said, let's bring up Alan in Texas. Howdy, Alan. Afternoon, Laura. Yeah, I guess uh, that rain hit us early in the morning. I guess it's drifting your way, so I happen to be at home today. And uh, you know, Lark, um, I'm, I'm like like you. You said, you know, we're all ignorant. It's just, you know, some of us are much less ignorant because we figured out how to use our brain again and actually make it function and work like it was meant to, meant to. You know, we've gotten past uh, the, the dumbing down. You know, as, as Charlotte Isabel says, you know, that's been put into us. Um, and I, I mean, our, I've wanted to 
say this to you for a long time. You know, I don't claim to be a professional broadcaster at all. You know, I co-host a show, and unfortunately, I don't have a lot to do with the content. A lot of times, it's not doesn't go where I want it to go. Sometimes, but um, but you know, I, I remember. God, has it been nine years back when you're on air? Uh, but you know, I can remember hearing a uh, Nikki Rapano back when, what, 10, 11 years ago, she was on very briefly for a few times and, you know, heard about communitarianism. And your show, uh, 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 take this, please, as, as friendly, constructive. Like I said, I'm not a professional broadcaster, but I am a professional listener, believe me. I've, I've been listening to, uh, what air quotes, Patriot Radio, you know, RBN, uh, even Genesis, V Channel, whatever I could pick up for years and years and years and trying to figure out what was really going on. Because I, I was really mad when I figured out how much we'd been lied to. And please take this as constructive criticism. Back when you had your show, uh, when you were doing your show, man, I wanted to learn. I wanted to hear what you were saying. But for some reason, when you were on your sh- on your program, you got this kind of weird uh, cadence to your voice. Uh, it, it was almost like you were trying to NLP us. And, uh, and, I, and Steve was staying with me at that point in time. And I'd be going, why in the hell is he doing this to us? Because then I'd hear you call into, like, John's program, and it was like you were talking to your best friend on the back porch having a beer, you know? And, and I was like, why doesn't he talk like that, you know, when he's, on, when he's on his program? I didn't feel it that it was my place at that point in time to say something. And I heard John say recently that, you know, that people just weren't ready and didn't want to hear the information you were providing. And au contraire, I, I wanted to hear it, but it was the way, I don't know, you got I'll weird tell you, cadence I'll tell you what, and I just... We've got, just, we've got music, we've got music, and I, I appreciate you calling in, and, you know, we'll have back. I'll, I'll try to call, I'll call back some other time, Lark, or um, call into our show on Sunday. I, I'd love to talk with you a little bit more. All right, cool. Thanks for joining us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, tinyurl.com forward slash Larkin, Texas. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N at hotmail.com. This is a limited time opportunity. Don't miss it. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.